Hello, and again, welcome to Bit Depth. I'm Santiago Ramones. I, I, normally, I say the direction that the other person is, but now it's just in every direction. All, so. around. All around. Hi, let's start with you. <laughs> I'm Campbell Young. Um, yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm Tristan Leitner. I'm Sean Canale. I'm Chris Crumrick. And with your powers combined, you become... The Wonder Twins. The uh, Wonder Twins. Uh, <laughs> uh, don't tell Dina. We are Don't yeah. Tell Dina. Um, I'm Captain Planet. <laughs> um, so I guess give us the, the elevator pitch of the band. Hold on, let me, let me look up our bio on Spotify. Oh, there you yeah. go. That's a good... Um, if I remember it verbatim, I think it's uh, Don't Tell Dina is a... Is an Oklahoma City-based psychedelic indie rock band drawing inspiration from Pink Floyd, Tame Impala, Soldier Boy, and Walk the Moon, <laughs> with a solid rhythm section, tight vocal harmonies, and an energetic live show. Don't Tell Dina manages to put a new spin on old psychedelic. Wrote that my goddamn oh, self. There you go. <laughs> really? I, thought, I, thought, I thought Lance, our manager, no, wrote I that. I wrote that my goddamn self. I took a Vivance one day, and it just made me work really hard. Nice, nice. Writing in third person. Impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, well, that's a, a big nonsense paragraph that kind of makes sense to things. Oh, no, darn it, alarm. Okay, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what is that? Why, why psychedelic rock? Because we're weird kids. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I th- I, whenever we first practiced together, I think, like, that was just what came out. Yeah. And we were like, that sounds cool, and then that's just kind of the direction that we steered in. It, it was... It was what came naturally, for we sure. We were all, like, influenced by different artists, but when it all came together, it was more science. Yeah, like, we we kind of jammed for the first time, and we ran through some covers, and then we were, like, just jamming on this one thing in 6-8 that wound up becoming our first song, and uh, it just literally sounded like a Pink Floyd reject song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess I'll... I'll Go through what all does everyone play? Um, in the same order. <laughs> I I Campbell am the guitar player, uh, backup vocalist, sometimes lead vocalist, sometimes keyboards, uh, secondary songwriter, sometimes. <laughs> cool. Uh, I'm Tristan. I play the bass guitar and. Uh, Sing falsetto sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and scream. Sing, yeah, sing really high or sing really low. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm Santiago. I used to play bass. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And background harmonies. Yeah, yeah. Background vocals. <laughs> and lead vocals. Yeah. Oh, and, and lead vocals. Yeah, that yeah. is true, yeah. <laughs> I'm Sean. I'm uh, the drummer. And I do not sing. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even ask him to. Yeah. We yeah. tried. Yeah, let's just, yeah. And uh, I'm Chris. Uh, I uh, mainly do the lead singing. I play the rhythm guitar, do the keys, and I play drums on one song. Ooh. Hey. Oh, yeah, hey, I play Live. synth on one song. Live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Y'all weren't good enough to play it on the record. Exactly. <laughs> nope. Um, okay, so Faces of the Moon. That was a thing that happened that mm-hmm. people can listen to right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, let's talk about it before we talk about the new one. <laughs> phase of the moon um that started i think we it came like a year after we had been like a band and it was after 
we had written kind of our first songs and we were like, okay, it's, t- it's time to put something out. So uh, we wrote a couple, we, we had like four songs and then wrote maybe like two more. So, yeah, we had, I remember like the week going into the studio, we didn't even have a chorus written for one of the songs. Mm-hmm. Like I literally just threw together a chorus like the week before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, last, the last track on the album. Yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then we uh, recorded it and... Um, that's been like the only thing that we have that we can show to people, you know, that we have in the past year. Yeah. And it's, it's good. Like we were proud of it. Yeah. yeah, I I think just right now it's not that it's outdated, but we have lots of new music. Yeah. yeah. So we're kind of ready to promote a new one. Yeah. Um, what's everyone's favorite song on it? On phases of the moon, Oof. I like um, individually. I guess. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, probably for me, um, probably when we were young, the last track, because it's like seven minutes long. <laughs> and it doesn't need to be. <laughs> it really doesn't. <laughs> like we definitely could have made that four and a half minutes, but it's seven minutes long. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is uh, probably the first song that we that we wrote that way. Yeah, I, I'm really proud of that song. That one's mine too. And Sean played a bass drum bigger than him on that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like thing was huge, twenty six inch or something. Well, was that like a like an orchestra bass drum or something? Yeah, it was like an old. <laughs> Close to it. It yeah. was an old thirties like orchestra bass drum nice. that they had like made into one on a drum kit. Yeah, I was kind of like intimidated when I. Saw it. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do this justice. <laughs> yeah, because it was literally like coming up over the snare, and I was like, "That's a Holy that's a crap. big boy right there." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tristan, what was, what was your favorite sign the record? Uh, I liked right now because there's about yeah. twenty of me yelling in it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we had a was, sick bass solo. Yeah, true. Like three. <laughs> we did. We did some nice gang vocals on that one too. <laughs> yeah. Hence, hence that Soldier Boy inspiration. Exactly. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but instead of you, we said right now. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so how does the upcoming record compare to Faces of the Moon? Definitely more Soldier Boy inspired. Lots <laughs> yeah. more Soldier Boy right elements. Um, <clears throat> I think... Uh, I don't know. You can definitely hear... I think, personally, I think with the new songs that we write, you can kind of hear us hear us progress in the way that we've gotten better just as musicians and as songwriters and um i think that's just a result of gigging a lot practicing a lot and then each of us individually listening to new music and stuff that mm -hmm. we like and like we we've gotten so much better since like we started this band yeah yeah or at least tristan and i started like playing in it Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah, and I think that you'll um, people will be able to hear that whenever they listen to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, how is? I mean, I'll just say it again. I was in the band before. How has stuff changed from like early "Don't Tell Dina" to like now "Don't Tell Dina"? See, I was actually thinking about that this morning because <laughs> I thought you would ask that. But uh, you go ahead. What were you gonna say, John? I was just gonna say I think that. I mean, from my point of view, whenever I started it, um, you know, it all started whenever Chris just said, I have a drum set. 
And then I was, well, I mean, actually, I got there and there was a drum set. I was right, like, right. Oh, you play the drums. <clears throat> and then we just kind of started jamming and it was just kind of like a fun side thing right, right. to do. <clears throat> but I think now it's more of, it's like, it's like a second job almost. It's almost like a part-time job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, I, think, I don't know, it's, it's a lot more serious. I think we have yeah. goals and we reach them and then we set new ones and we reach those yeah, and yeah. we just keep, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think one of the, like one of the biggest differences is, is now, like whenever, whenever we started the band, like me, mm. whenever it was me, Sean, uh, Blaine Santiago, I, at that point, I wasn't really sure how to be in a band and like the yeah, work yeah. that comes with it and like what all needs to be done to like mm-hmm. do the stuff that you want to do. But like now, like, you know, as time, time progresses, you kind of just learn those things. And a lot of that is in thank is thanks to Tristan's dad, Lance, our manager, cause he's helped us a lot. In yeah. Guiding well, us. and, uh, wasn't that Halloween show like your guys' first show to ever play? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, when, when Tristan and I joined, like, he and I both had, like, live experience for years before then. Mm. So I think that, yeah. that kind of helped, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think, yeah. The main difference is, like, now, at this point in time, we, we just have just more experience. Right, right, yeah. And, like, I... I do want to clarify, like, it, I don't feel weird in the whole, like, I left and now you guys <laughs> are going, like, no, no, are no, no, doing no. a lot of stuff. No, like, no. it's, uh, it couldn't have happened that way. Right, right, Like, right. without Tristan and Campbell, you guys wouldn't be the band you are now. Exactly. Yeah, and no, so, no, no. like, I don't, I don't regret or, or whatever that is. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's what needed to happen. Right, right, right really yeah. great because you guys are a band that <clears throat> I guess is much better than would have been with me in it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I think I think it's just we're more experienced now. yeah 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 I, mean, I, I kind of know where you're coming from with that because uh Caleb Starr you know him right mm-hmm. um because ACM uh he his project Leodi um because mm. I've known him I used to work with him at Hideaway Pizza um and like he and I had jammed a couple times and like I was like going to join that band and then now like obviously I'm not in the right, in right, that yeah, band. Yeah. Um and now he's doing things like opening for Mac DeMarco and right, I'm like right. you know, I could be bitter about it, but it's like it that wouldn't have happened exactly. had I been there. Exactly. You know? Um also, I mean, he like wrote all the songs before Mac DeMarco. Like he he like <laughs> Oh, I'm opening for Mac DeMarco. Guess I better have a set list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but that's, that's well, a, a couple yeah. of them had been out, and like right, right, those right. were his things that were like getting played on the spy and stuff. <laughs> See, I'm waiting for the day whenever we get asked to open for one of those ACM things. Because those big boy shows. Yeah, because because they're they're doing those instead of Metro Music Fest, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> I mean, just to. Keep keeping close conversation with Jimmy Jackson. That's this kind yep. of <laughs> yep. yeah. Um, don't, don't fucking worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you guys are playing a lot. How do you play a lot? How does one get gigs? Okay, well the main the main gig getter, quote unquote, <laughs> is Lance. Is our is our yeah. manager. He mm. he does a lot of the. Uh, the outreach and stuff like that. But we've also, I mean, we've got a, a, you know, a good amount of gigs where people reach out to us too, like yeah. on social media or like I'll see a flyer and I'll reach out or something like that. But 
yeah, uh, Lance does a lot, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the yeah gig getting. It definitely takes a good like ten to twelve months of just like nose to the grindstone, like emailing venues, hmm. trying to get some sort of shows together, playing a lot of like empty shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, it takes a long time before it starts paying off. Right. Mm-hmm. Speaking of paying off. <laughs> I get paid. <laughs> <laughs> it's man, it's it's really hit or miss. Cause I, yeah, like like I was just saying, like you you kind of have to pay your dues and play a lot of free shows and shows where you don't get much money, anything like that. Yeah, and then you kind of start getting the stuff where it's like, oh, we're kind of making decent money now. Like, mm-hmm. This year That's, so far, we've been doing pretty well at making money. Making money, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that and like like Campbell said, nose of the grindstone. That we've been doing that probably since the end of like 2017 and all throughout 2018 of just gigging and just well, trying to 2017, make it 17. I mean, like that's when we really started getting it, like, getting stuff. Yeah. But now like in 20, in 2019 now, like we've played places like paying gigs, like blue garden and we mm-hmm. played the patriarch. And now like this year, they're going to have us back twice at each yeah, place. Yeah. So it's just a matter of like, you got to like mm-hmm. go and do it. If people yeah. dig you, then they're going to have you back. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. we just played at VZD's um, last Saturday, and the manager, the owner, someone, I guess, who does the Co-owner, booking yeah. Yeah, yep. for VZD's came up, and he said, we really liked you guys. How would you like to come back? Uh, like once, once a quarter. Yeah, once a quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. And by that point, we had already played there, like, four times. Yeah, yeah like, so. four or five times. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, I guess not necessarily related. Uh, what do you guys write about? man depends on the song yeah Um, yeah i write i'm gonna be completely honest i write just like what like like the first thing that kind of comes to your head like the the easiest way for me to write is we'll like come we'll write an idea or something whenever we practice and then record in the voice memos and then like the next couple of days i'll be like just laying in bed or in the shower and i'll put it on and i'll just be like singing nonsense over it and i'll Mm -hmm. be like "Mm." Whatever, like, oh, shit, that sounds cool. And, like, those words sound cool. And then it sounds kind of dumb, but, like, I'll put meaning to them after I write them. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, sometimes it's backward, but mainly that's the, that's the way that it happens. And whenever I notice that whenever I write, it's a lot about, like, like love and, you know, stuff like that. Shit not working out. I don't know. <laughs> Basic. Um, yeah, it can, it kind of depends um, on the situation, like. For a song that we just released uh, called More, 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 like, that was, I mean, the majority of it was written, like, 25 minutes, like, 30 minutes. Yeah. Right, like, where we, we're right where we are sitting right now. Yeah, like, <laughs> Chris was on the drums, um, Tristan was playing bass, and I was playing guitar to it, and... Uh, we were, like, we were literally, like, let's write, let's write a fun, dancey song. Yeah, and so, like, he was kind of doing that, like, Boots, boots and, cats. and Cats. Yeah. Well, and then he, he started doing this, like, uh, and I was like, okay, that's kind of interesting. And I was really into, like, Talking Heads at the time. Yeah. Um, so I was I was kind of really messing around with, like, chromatic stuff. Um, and he started playing this bass line that just worked out well with it. And then the chorus, I... I was literally like played it on the guitar and I was like, it kind of sounds like my guitar is saying, can I get a little more, more, more. So I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. let's just do that. <laughs> yeah. And then 
had the idea for like a synth solo. We didn't even know that uh, he and um, Sean and Chris were going to be switching. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Whenever we yeah, whenever we play that live at the end for the synth solo, me and Sean will s- switch to drums and keys. But yeah, cool. <laughs> um, so is is the songwriting process a bit of everyone, not just like sometimes one person? Some, sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Yeah, we it, were talking uh, about that the other day, actually. Yeah, because like sometimes, especially for lyrics, I think that's more of a an introspective thing with one person. Like every once in a while we'll write something as a group, but usually it'll be something where it's like one of us will be like, hey, what if we do this for this mm-hmm. or like that sort of thing. It's usually more coming from one person and then the other people will be like, yeah, that's great. Or like maybe change that to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. For the actual song, though, how I think it mostly starts is someone has an idea. Yeah. And then we all put what we think would sound good on top of it. And then, you know, once we do that, that's when we all have feedback for each other. Like, yeah, like I'll tell Campbell something that I think would sound good on his guitar and he'll mm-hmm. tell me something that might sound good on the drums. Yeah. You know, so it's nice to have fresh ears that way, too. Exactly. Because even if you're that's your instrument and you're playing that. Yeah. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. all the time it's going to sound the best. So. Well, yeah. and, and like some sometimes we'll come in with like a, a fragment of an idea and mm-hmm. kind of woodshed that a little bit. And sometimes like a couple of the songs that I've written, like I've come with the song like fully formed um, and I'm like, OK, like yeah. this is what we're doing. I remember I'm over it. The, one of the singles that we released for this upcoming EP album thing, um, like it, it took a few tries for me to get it, get them to hear it. Because mm-hmm. I was <laughs> like, we we would be jamming, and I'd be like, "Hey guys, listen to this thing," and like we'd be off working on something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it took it took five or six practices for that one to. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes them. someone will come to the table come to the table with a like a completely finished song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like uh, uh, in my mind when I came yeah, with that one, like that one was it was done. done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they just kind of had to add their respective Part. instruments. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Second song on Pages of the Moon. No, first song. <laughs> oh, first song. No, it is. The, yeah, it is the yeah. first song. <laughs> yeah. Remember, it starts off with the evil Power Rangers thing. Yeah. That, uh, One, two, three, four. <laughs> yeah. Um, earlier, uh, you'd mentioned how, like, it's it's kind of like a part-time job. Um, uh, I think there's this perception of, like, rock bands being like, ah, it's just a party. We just do whatever we want. But, Wish. like, how, how <laughs> much of it is actually, like, work. And, you know, how much work actually goes into it. I don't know. The, like, in the in the start of the new year, like, I, I even told Sean, I was like, I'm trying to get to the point where, like, I want to make Don't Tell Dina, like, a like a solid, like, part-time job, or, job where we have part-time some jib. good... In, yeah, part-time jib. Part-time jib. Where we have some nice income and, like, get to the point where we can actually take some of the money that we mm-hmm. make for ourselves. Because right now we're just, like, putting everything into, the into like, the band account. Right, right. Yeah. But, uh... Take some of I've it. been trying to take take the mindset this year of like I'm always tr- thinking of ways to like progress the band like yeah. and no matter what way it is like on social media or lurk- looking for gigs or like find or like practicing my guitar like it's like for me it's always I'm always trying to get better or do something mm-hmm. uh, to progress. So New musicians for, have to practice. Yeah, I know, right? All right, and that's that's a thing that a lot of people I think forget about is like they get caught up with like just being a band. Like you forget that you have to progress as a musician to get better to make yeah. your band better. Mm. So, 
I don't know. I'm always I'm 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 trying to keep myself in like the work mindset of like you're never. Yeah. I don't want to ever be complacent with where I am. I want to like keep going. You know yeah. I mean? <laughs> but so for me, it's like it's always work until yeah, yeah. you get on stage and you're performing. Then that's the time for me to have fun and fuck yeah. around or whatever. But like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll stop yeah. talking. <laughs> I mean, it it's definitely a job. Like there there have definitely been days when I'm like, fuck. Like, I don't want to, you know, go to work today. Like, I don't want to do this show today. Definitely. Like, it definitely happens. And I'm sure lots of bands can relate to that, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, in the beginning. Like, that, like I said, that first 10 to 12 months of just, like, constantly playing shows. Like, I remember in 2017, I played, like, 60 shows. And that got old really quick. Yeah. <laughs> Like whenever, whenever there's not a whole lot of people there or no one there. Yeah, when there's no one there and, and you're, you're making no paid. money and you're just like, <sighs> but like you said, we have to pay our dues. In yeah, order to, I mean, first time we played at VZDs, I don't know if we got paid, and if we did, it was only maybe like fifty bucks. But yeah, I, I think we made like a good sixty or seventy off but, of the first time. But we got more shows out of it and more money out. Yeah, of it. Mm-hmm. so it mm-hmm. all it all comes back. No, I remember uh, New Year's. 2017 going into 2018 I was talking to uh Nick Lay and uh he he and I were talking about like shows and stuff and I was like yeah man I like really progressed like I I wound up playing 60 shows this year and he was like wow man that's great just gotta like keep your nose to the grindstone like it'll all pay off everything like that mm-hmm. and like now we're in 2019 and I'm like wow he was he was right <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I don't think there's a whole lot of shows that not like one good thing comes out of it. So even, yeah, when, like even when we went to Ada, we played for another artist, the sound guy. The, the other artist who also happened to own the place. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, he was <laughs> a bartender and then someone else. Yeah. Sure. And we played for like an hour and a half ish. And the other person that just so happened to be sitting there owned a marketing um, management company. Management company. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so we got our contact and. It's a connection, you know, yeah, so, I mean, yeah. even if it's well, for that. I mean, and and her and the bartender were, like, giving us tips to, like, hey, like, we really want to have you back. Like, here's some things that will make the show go better. Because, I mean, it was our first show in Ada. in Ada. So, like, no one there knows about us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, touring, tour bus. How's, how's the tour bus? Tour bus is coming along. Exciting. <laughs> yeah. Um, Very excited about that. I'm excited about that, but that just means we have to pay our dues in different states. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm, we have to start like, all over. It's literally <laughs> yeah. starting over, yep. but, but that'll make it to where we but have a bigger fun. platform later. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. a paid vacation. That's Yeah, yeah and that's what uh, – I'm sure – I know. You, I think you know him, DJ Lightbright, mm-hmm. Jalen Dorsey. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, he, came, he, he came out – came and hung out with us the other day. Words are hard. And he was telling, and he was telling, I don't know, if, he was telling us that uh, the thing that you should be doing is touring, just getting into other places and just mm-hmm. getting your name out mm-hmm. there because mm-hmm. it, it's the same thing. It's like just getting people to know your name and hear your stuff, and eventually it'll maybe you know carry on. Maybe do something. Yeah. Yeah. Link uh, for the GoFundMe below. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yes, but the bus is coming along great. Yeah. yeah we've, no, that's what I was about to say actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> the it bus. Was, it was actually it's, funny. Uh, someone was asking me yesterday. Um, they were like, "Yeah, does like the bus have like any running problems?" Because I guess you had told them about that 
mm-hmm. like little fuel leak that it was having. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, like the inside's all done, but we don't know what we're going to do about the engine. Like it's <laughs> fucked. Yeah, and yeah. They, the look on their face was like, oh. Like I was so excited about this bus, yeah. And like, no, I mean it, it runs. I mean, we, no, and it they runs drove fine. It, they and, drove it down and, from fucking Missouri or from whatever. From fuck Missouri, <laughs> and it it made its way. Probably not like it was def- correctly, but, <laughs> Dude, it was, but it was definitely like a stress inducing trip that me, Tristan, and Lance had to make. Yeah, but I mean, it's cool. We we ripped out all the all the chairs in there. Uh, we put in new floor. We put in. Uh, some bunks, yeah. uh, a bunk that folds into a, a couch, and we're putting cabinets in there. Uh, we we got the AC unit working. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I know, it helps. It helps that Lance is like so invested in this too. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. Like, Lance is a, a big part. We're excited, but you know, he's been the driving force. I think of. I mean, we all say and we all want to go work on the bus someday, but sometimes we have work and stuff. But he makes sure he's like, hey, we're going to be working on the bus from, you know, 9 or 10 to this time. Like, we worked from like, I I think I got there at like 11 on Sunday. And what, were we there until like 5? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) 5. And Lance got there probably like at fucking 9, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's it's an hour away right now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some of y'all have your own sort of side projects or like jobs and stuff. So how do you manage, you know, band life or other band life mm-hmm. or third project band yeah. life? <laughs> um, you I'm just looking at you, Campbell. Yeah, you just go fucking insane. <laughs> like that's that's kind of how you have to do it. Um, no, it's, it's just hard. it's just a lot of planning, like. I just have to know that, like, you know, this day I'm going to be at the studio this time to this time. The studio is this far away from everything, so I know it's going to take me, like, 15 minutes to go back home if we have band practice. It's it's a lot of planning. Like, yeah. you just kinda have to a lot know. of planning. Hit, planning I like to ahead. say I have, like, four things in my life right now. It's work, school, band, girlfriend and it's been interesting trying to juggle i mean it's it's yeah yeah it gets tough sometimes but what what has helped is like once we kind of started saying like oh shit like we're kind of good we could maybe make this into a money maker we sat down we're like okay because now we've done it sundays and tuesdays like all of us have taken off we're going to be free that's going to be band music days to to practice Mm -hmm. or vlog or write music or whatever so like having having set days when you know you're gonna do stuff is is really it's good because you can Appreciate plan around that because mm-hmm. i gotta plan around school and i gotta plan around work and then i gotta uh i intern at the criterion too so it's like mm-hmm. then and once i once you have those set days now you only have to worry about three things because now i know i know what i'm gonna be doing these days mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah <laughs> um you just mentioned vlogging and social how does social media affect you know, being a upcoming band in 2019. It's huge in 2019. <sighs> you got to be good yeah. at memes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> memes and, I don't know, just outreach, I think. Yeah. Consistency is, a, is another thing, too. Consistency. We've as, much, as much as you hate it, it's like now you can't really, you can't really get your name out there if you don't, really, if you don't have social media. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you can, but like, why? Why would yeah. you take advantage mm-hmm. of that? Mm-hmm. And, well, and, and we've gotten a lot better at it. I mean, it's it's one yeah. of those things you just kind of have to get good at. Like, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. No one's ever just good at social media because right. it's a new frontier. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Weird. So, I don't know, as much as I hate it, I think it, it, it's just like a part of the equation now. Right, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I, I've been noticing the amount of time it takes mm-hmm. to just like, yeah, you're just like putting a post up or something, but it's like, I think I spent 30 minutes this morning yeah. just really? like typing up my shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It... It takes a lot of time, but definitely not enough time. Um, Kashan keeps misspelling psychedelic. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, we have to talk about this. Yeah. So even though I don't want to. So the other day when we were uh, when we were driving to Ada, um, uh, I, I, I memed about this yesterday. Yeah, Sean. Oh Chris came to me like this was before we had left and everything. And he said, he said, I'm going to sign up Sean for Grammarly. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, yeah, like, I mean, I get that he's, you know, makes some grammar mistakes, but like, what are you talking about? And he was like, have you ever looked at the way he spells psychedelic? And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> and so it was, it was usually like Piscadelic or Pike Rock. <laughs> yeah. Piscadelic, Pike Rock. Um, there was another one. It's a, it's a whole new genre. It's groundbreaking. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> In my defense, what was happening was every single time I post and I do the hashtags, it just automatically pops up from like the first time. Mm. Yeah. So what must have happened was the first time I just like had three different ways of spelling psychedelic or psychoth. <laughs> And yeah. so now there's like pie scrock, pie rock, um, <laughs> just a whole bunch of different ways to spell. And so whenever... I post it. I just click all the hashtags because they all come up. Yeah. And I never really look at them. <laughs> so <sighs> we went through like <laughs> weeks worth of posts. Yeah. Know, Piscadelic, Pike Rock. Like, yeah. Oh, it was yeah. going down like to months. And I was like, <laughs> oh no. Yeah. It's, it was definitely one of those things where like one mistake just made the difference. <laughs> uh, so what's, what's everyone's <laughs> side hustle? Top golf, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sadly, still top golf. My side hustle is definitely top golf. Ah, top golf and uh, the Criterion. Mm. I'm just trying to like work as many shows as I can, and and my hope is try to try to make some connections through the people that I meet coming right, through. Right. Like, dude, I've been working on trying to get some sort of like music internship or job. I've been turned down by three places now, and I'm just like. Fuck. Like, one of these bands just work out. Make me some money, please. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially in Oklahoma that, like, there's, like, five good studios and they're all, they're well, all like, yeah. filled. And, mm-hmm. Well, and I was, like, because mm-hmm. I, I tried to, uh, I tried to get an internship at uh, Oklahoma Film and Music and then it was, like, oh, you're not a student. We're a government agency and we don't pay, so we can't hire you. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. And I tried to get a, uh, an internship with Toucan Productions, which is a uh, lighting um, production mm-hmm. company. And I made the mistake of, in the interview, they were like, what is like your big goal? And I was oh, like, God. I, well, and I said like, I want to become like a producer and an engineer in a studio. And he was like, then why are you here? And I was like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Did, he, did they literally say that? What? what? That's, that's what they asked me. And I was like, and I 
quickly backtracked and was like, I was like, but I, you know, I'm going to try to work my way up to that. And I want to know as much as I can. Yeah. But that one crucial mistake. And then I tried to work for uh, Old Blood Noise, but I'm vastly underqualified for that. I was like, mm-hmm. as soon as they didn't email me back, I was like, yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, I could, I could build pedals for them, but there's definitely someone better. Yeah. <laughs> um. Do you guys all have like similar career goals or is it like I think it's all if the band gets going like you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've I mean I've always I've always tried to like keep myself realistic and not like you know overshoot my shot like I, like yeah. like I said I want to get the, the band to the point where like we can make some good money off of it each of us individually but I've never banked on the I've never that that like okay I'm gonna make it and that's what my career is gonna be yeah no for I, I like I mean that, and that for that reason I'm still in college and don't ask me what I want to do because <laughs> but uh, I don't know I've I've kind of taken a liking to journalism and reporting news reporting kind of stuff like that mm. so my my dream is or not dream but like my probably my next big goal is to become like a reporter at a you know, at a news station and then also mm-hmm. have the time to be in my band. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I like my, my thing is I want to be, I just want to do the things that I love yeah. and things that I don't not end up doing things that I don't want that I don't like. I don't think anybody wants to do that. There was actually, <laughs> there was a meteorologist that was uh, arrested for child molestation from like news nine or uh-huh. channel five or something. And uh, so that's a job opportunity. You might apply. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's an opening. Well, the thing, the, the thing that's great is like in, in the mass comm department, like, because I, I, I'm on the the U Central team, which is like their like the student news mm-hmm. thing. The students and like I've gotten so much experience, and they provide like really 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 great opportunities for the students to get a job immediately after they after mm-hmm. they graduate, assuming that they have the qualifications and the and the right, right portfolio. Right. But it's really not that fucking hard. So <laughs> and it's a uh, like I could I almost applied for a full time position the other day, but. Um, I just I, I don't it's not, I don't think it's the right time for me yet, but <laughs> still in school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But the point is, I want to have I, I want to enjoy what I what what I do mm-hmm. and do what I enjoy doing. See, I like two completely separate things. I love music, mm. and then I love like city planning and architecture yeah, yeah. and that kind of stuff. So I'm in school for architectural technology, mm. and that is going so slow. I'm taking like two or three classes a semester, and I don't know. I mean, I took three years off whenever I graduated high school, so I'm already behind. And I've talked to so many people and they're saying, you, I mean, if you're really into this, you should go to architecture school mm. in Stillwater. And that's or, expensive. Oh, well, one, it's expensive. <laughs> Two, it's like another five, six years. Yeah. And I'm like, Ugh, I don't know if I want to like <laughs> do that for another five or six years. Yeah. But that's it's a weird, still, that's like, a weird life spot right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, uh, I'll be done with this uh, associates, like, in another half year, year. Another yeah, five year. years. <laughs> yeah, three years later. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, after that, don't really know what the future holds, but I guess we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tristan, I really like your art. <laughs> Side-related, but still related. Um, is that something that you are also, like sort of keeping an eye out for like band stuff, but also art. Yeah. So one of my goals is to make money off of illustrating 
and or I've had this comic idea for like four or five years that I want to uh, stop planning and finally write and uh, illustrate. Mm. <laughs> you just you just it. had that movie too, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The movie. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, part two. Part two was definitely a step up. Yeah, part two was good. <laughs> yeah, so there's this there's this game called G Mod. It's a a mod <laughs> of Half Life Two, mm. and uh, my friend has a YouTube channel, and I we we worked like a good three months on like a movie that was like filmed like an actual movie in the game. We had like extras and stuff, so like all the the people moving around on the screen were actual people on their computers standing around for about two hours <laughs> every time we filmed, <laughs> just to be people in the background. And Thanos was in it, right? Yeah, Thanos was in there a couple of times, <laughs> whether we wanted him or not. <laughs> um, and then Campbell, you have like Lunar Laugh and yeah, your stuff. I'm. Uh, I'm so invested in music. Like, that's been what I've wanted to do since I was, you know, 11. Like, there's been no other option for me. <laughs> like, I'm going to throw as many darts at that music dartboard oh, that yeah. I can until something sticks happens, yeah. or I die. Like, <laughs> it, one of the two things will happen. <laughs> uh well, don't worry. You're getting paid to DJ my wedding. So yeah, when is that again? <laughs> October 10th. Okay. Oh damn. <laughs> oh shit. I should be fine. But yeah. Hey, look, October 10th. <laughs> yeah. I just said that publicly. Uh, <laughs> hey, everyone crashed Santiago's wedding. You don't know where it is, but <laughs> yeah. If if you want to come through, come through. <laughs> um, but um. Getting slightly more heady, which is what you want out of bit depth. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, is there such a thing as bad music? Yeah. No. <laughs> I think so. No, because oh, once man. you get into bad music, it's like bad movies. Um, it's like so bad it's good type stuff. Someone uh, out there is bound to like it. Like it's good to someone out there. It's good. Yeah, like you, you could look at Trout Mask Replica and say, that's a shit album. What is this nonsense? But then you kind of have to look into it and realize, no, yeah, Captain Beefheart was a genius. <laughs> what about like, the shags? I, there's the I, shags, yeah. I was actually just about to talk about that. Like, my pal Foot Foot, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> like, they, they weren't so good. Do you guys, have you guys heard about the shags? No. no okay, so, so bad. The, the basic story is... This dude goes to a psychic and he says, you're going to have two girls and they're going to be three girls. Three girls. Yeah. Shit. My bad. <laughs> three girls. They're going to be famous musicians. There's like other things that <laughs> the psychic tells him that come true. So once he has the three girls, he's like, they're bound to be like famous musicians. So he buys them instruments and like doesn't ever get them lessons or teach them how to play. And then eventually, like, buys them studio time. Oh, God. And they make this god-awful album because they can't play. Like, it's just, it's nonsense. <laughs> like, they can't play, they can't sing. My, but, like, my, Kurt Cobain cited it as, that album as, like, one of his biggest influences because it's just, like, three people not giving a shit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, yeah, what I would consider, okay, <laughs> what I would consider, yeah. like, bad music would be, like, 
if it was like spouting nonsense about like racist stuff or like, you know, like killing or killing people, that's, that's what I would consider like bad music. It was like morally bad music. Morally bad music, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's like but, morally bad, that exists. But anyone yeah, yeah. that anyone that makes music with the mindset that in their head it's it's good and they're proud of it, I, I don't think I would consider bad mm. music. I would consider bad music, even though it might not be my type of music. Well, okay, even yeah. swayed for sure. Even like Bob Dylan, like he's he's gone on record saying like because when you're that big of a prolific artist, like you kind of can do no wrong. So he made a Christmas album with the full intention of it being bad, and it still went like platinum. <laughs> But he's also Bob Dylan. Yeah, so he's Bob like, fucking Dylan. And he's, like, once you're at the top of the mountain, like, you can yeah. put out anything else and people will be like, sure, like, I'll take it. Like, basically now he just talks over <laughs> him playing guitar okay. But everyone's, you know, he still sells out shows. <laughs> Tristan, do you have a an opinion on bad? Uh, Let's talk about Saint Anger. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> I, I, I I generally just listen to what I want to listen to, so I don't really, yeah. you know, have to deal with stuff that I would wouldn't like. Generally, mm. I don't. I I haven't necessarily found anything I didn't like too much. So mm-hmm. I don't know. You really fucking hate those uh, Toto covers that Weezer does. Okay, yeah, I'm very passionate about that. But you're kind of a Toto. <laughs> you're kind of a Toto stan, so I I love Toto. I I generally just don't like covers that don't add anything to yeah. the original. Mm-hmm. So you might as well just listen to the original. Exactly. Yeah, that's why that's I fucking hate why, the Teal album. Why listen to just like a slightly worse or just like generally worse version of the original? Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> um. So there's like a lot of weight in especially rock music about authenticity and being like real or not being a sellout. Like what is selling out and why is it bad? Selling out doesn't exist anymore. Um, <laughs> you have to do every fucking thing you can to put bread on the table. Yep. Um, so now indie bands just license all their music to commercials And that's still not necessarily a good thing because now, you know, a song like Feel It Still by Portugal, the man makes everyone think about vitamin water. (laughs) (laughs) Selling out is definitely just a thing that people throw out there to to knock people down that are actually out there putting in the effort. Yeah. Now, I will I will say there there are groups that. Once they get signed and get big, they they really just, you know, sell out and stick to that. Like, I mean, I look at someone like a band like Imagine Dragons, like they're four albums in and they haven't added anything to their sound. They just became the sound of like Target commercials. <laughs> <laughs> they're still writing radioactive 80 times. Yeah. <laughs> Slow motion teenage angst music. Yeah, but exactly. like not good teenage angst music. <laughs> It's like manufactured angst. <laughs> I don't know. Whenever uh, what's that one song, their big song came out, Radioactive. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I was bumping that oh, every yeah. morning going going to school. Listen, sun that, coming up. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm ready for today. Natural. Uh, yeah. That first album, fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. Every album after that, subpar <clears throat> at best. Yeah, yeah, it's they're just such a meh band <laughs> that I'm like. Ugh. 
But they were 20, 2017's number one rock out or rock band and 2018's number two. They Listen, they're not even really a rock band anymore. I know. Like, and, and, I, and that's why I bring it up. They I'm have like, guitars yeah. and drums. It's a rock band. They Come don't on. really have guitars anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's, well, uh, so, like, quintessential, like, bands that are known to have, like, sold out or, like, their original fan base just doesn't. Like, so, like, Coldplay. Yeah, but know. Coldplay, like, they've expand, They've expanded. They've become, you know, a better band over the years, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, just because they're playing these huge, massive arenas, you can look at someone like Coldplay or someone like Green Day. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of their fans, like, shut them out because, oh, you're on a major label, fuck you. But, like, they're still, they're bringing this small audience music to a bigger audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and expanding them, and I won't, I won't so. bash anybody for that. Yeah, I'm trying like, to get their, yeah, yeah, get their stuff to reach mm-hmm. more people. Yeah, and I mean, if you're doing good for the genre and expanding it, then that's something, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, then, um, I mean, Lincoln Park is another one that like is kind of divisive um, because it's not even necessarily that they sold out because I don't think they did. No, it's I just don't like think so, they yeah. changed their sound so radically. From their original sound, that well, yeah, just because like, when when they were coming up, people were just like, when they I don't coming, like this anymore. Yeah. yeah, when they were coming up, new metal was at the top of yeah, you yeah. know the charts. Like, of course they're going to change their sound when Limp Biscuit isn't popular anymore. <laughs> like when Fred Durst stopped fucking Britney Spears and stopped being, <laughs> oh my god, and stopped being anyone that you know mattered. Like they were they were like, yeah, we should probably change this new metal thing. There's there's still this one like kind of old meme that I saw a while back, and it was like a Craigslist ad for like just giving away uh, his entire Limp Biscuit discography, and the the the, <laughs> the 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 subheading was "You can have it all, my empire of Durst." <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, I will say, new metal. There's some good shit in there, like. Corn, corn is still great. Yeah. Corn's still oh. fucking good. I was bumping corn Via last night. Via the Verge. <laughs> Via the Verge. Like I don't think that's local band, but. <laughs> um, okay, and then the other thought was, well, I mean, ah, dang, still thinking of like bands that have changed their sound. Like, are you supposed to be loyal to your original fan base, or do you just make what you want? Just make what you I think want. You're, you're your own you goddamn want. person. <laughs> yeah. I think the fans should be loyal to us. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, I mean, look at someone like Bowie. Like, he... Yeah. <laughs> or Todd Rundgren. Like, they never made the same album twice. Like, or uh, Panic. Yeah. yeah. Kind of. Well... Uh, similar. Well, I, like, I think that that's the thing, too, is that, like... Uh, like I didn't really listen to like New or Panic because I really liked the first album, mm-hmm. and it like it mm-hmm. took me a while yeah. to like accept. Okay, this is just Panic now. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is what it's gonna be, and like yeah. Uh, <laughs> as a response to like what Chris said that they should be loyal to us, I think. <laughs> um, I think that was meant with a slight bit of sarcasm. I think it should be both ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, the the fan base should you know try to you know enjoy whatever yeah, they can and the artists should 
provide good. They music. have the responsibility to release stuff of better and or of the same quality that yeah, people yeah. expect like, from them. Like I feel, I feel like as long as it's like a natural progression rather than a regression, like mm-hmm. it, it's better. Like um, that. No one wants to hear the same album twice. Yeah. That, well, mm-hmm. and that, and that's kind of my thing about Pink Floyd. Like, I'm not a huge fan of. Um, their 80s and 90s stuff just because like they're um, after Roger Waters left when they released Momentary Lapse of Reason they were throwing in like you know the 80s drums that everyone uh, everyone was throwing in and it just sounded like everything else on the radio and I was like that's not what Pink Floyd does Mm. but Mm -hmm. I still accepted it because it was like still a step forward and then when that wasn't you know, received the yeah. best and they released the division bell. Like that felt like a step back, which I was like, nah, like keep going forward. Like, you know, mm. make new music. Don't try to do the same thing. Yeah. Um, and then on the thought of like content, does, does music have to say something? No, <laughs> no. Cause See, there, you know how many good <laughs> songs there are that are about absolutely fucking nothing. <laughs> Like, yeah, so I enjoy songs that have a nice beat and everything. Like, that's fun to listen to. But if the lyrics mean something and, like, either one, they touch home or two, they, like, open my mind up to something. Yeah, mm-hmm. then, it, it's def- it definitely then, goes better, but it doesn't exactly, need to have meaning. Then I will like that song more. I mean, yeah. if there were two songs, they had the exact same rhythm, beat, chords, everything, mm-hmm. but one lyrics or one set of lyrics were better than the other, had more meaning to it than I would listen to that. Sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you're... And it kind of depends on mindset, too. You, like, you're not going to listen to a Bob Dylan record the same way you're going to listen to, like, a Kylie Minogue record. <laughs> like, there's, it there's doesn't... some songs I just listen to because of the lyrics, because I like the lyrics. Yeah, exactly. And, like, those are the songs where, like... Like, Chris and I were talking about the other... A couple weeks ago, um, like... Someone Like You by uh, Adele. Adele. Mm-hmm. Like, that song is just piano and vocals, and it sounds huge because of the lyrical content mm-hmm. um, and her vocal ability. So, mm-hmm. you know, something like that, like, it doesn't need as much because the lyrics and the meaning carries it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, like a disco song from the 70s, <laughs> that's going to need more production and it's going to need to be funky and groovy um, because you're going to need to get people with the music rather than the lyrics because the lyrics are shallow. Uh And then everyone's going to hate it and destroy it in a ballpark. Yeah. (laughs) I don't, I don't care about lyrics at all. Really. If the song doesn't groove, I don't give a shit. I'm, I'm a very big lyric person. And um, the band that made me realize that was the strokes. Cause like every time I listen to them, I'm just like the, the music is also a big part of part of that. But like the things, like some of the things that they say, I don't know if they mean it to be that, to to be that deep. But like I'm just like, yeah, man. I'm like, yeah, Julian. I'm yeah. like, you know what I'm talking about. But uh, voids. yeah, it hel- it for me it helps when whenever there, there's meaning in in the lyrics. Mm. Um. Do you guys separate art from the artist? quintessential example nowadays is Kanye 
Yeah, one hundred percent. Especially if yeah. it's especially in the like Me Too movement and some of the shit that's been going on. Like one of the most recent ones, Michael Jackson. Like my my thing is kind of as long as like the bad thing they did wasn't going on during that album. Like uh, Michael Jackson wasn't molesting kids when he was making Thriller, so it's okay to listen to Thriller. Like he's not canceled. <laughs> Like he's not canceled. Just don't listen to history. Like, <laughs> don't don't listen to that album because that album definitely came out when he was in Neverland. Like, listen to his early shit. It's better anyway. Yeah, it's it's hard because like, first person that came into my mind was Six Nine, mm-hmm. and like I don't fuck with Six Nine at all. Like yeah, his music, I, but I, I whenever his song, music. whenever Fifi came out. Ooh, I was bumping it that. It was a bop. That was a bop. And I was and I was like, and, but like every time I, I listened to it, I'm like, man, I was like, this song bops, but I'm like, he's fucking, he's fucking kids. Or like, <laughs> yeah. and I don't know. So it's, I don't know. It's, it's weird. I don't know. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Pete Davidson on uh, SNL talked about this when like the R. Kelly stuff was coming out. And he was like, all you should do is just when you listen to it, donate some money to charity. So it's, <laughs> and he said, he said, I've donated $1,300 so far, and that's just from the Ignition remix. <laughs> I mean, I, one of my best friends, um, like, loves the shit out of some R. Kelly. But, like... Yeah, like, Captain in the like, Closet was a masterpiece. <laughs> like, let's not... Yeah. No, let's not downplay Let's that. not yeah. downplay the fact that that was such a good album. Like, yeah, he was a shitty person, and he trapped people in a weird sex dungeon, but that was a dope album. Maybe just, like, <laughs> donate some money to charity so it's not all going to R. Kelly. <laughs> right. Um, so Kanye... Yes, no. One thousand percent yes. That, <laughs> that dude makes some fucking good albums. Did I love you listen Kanye. to Kid Seagulls? Yeah. yeah, I like I like Kanye. I like Kanye. I, I wouldn't be able. I don't like him as a person. I don't. But his music, I will listen at any time. I think he just doesn't think about what he says because, like, <laughs> he definitely doesn't think about what he says. Yeah, like, and he definitely needs to start taking his meds. Yeah, <laughs> on a regular yeah. basis. Yeah. Yeah. Like there, I feel like there's a, a crazy threshold. Like if you can handle yourself off of meds, like I definitely have crippling ADD, but I haven't taken meds for the 21 years that I've lived. So I'm fine now, <laughs> but like, I'm not going to go to a doctor and try to get some, something prescribed. I'm just going to learn how to focus. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is crazy a necessity to make good art? Um, not necessarily, but, um, it does help. (laughs) It helps. It helps. I think just life experiences. Yeah. Life experience definitely helps. Like I would definitely want to hear a record from someone that worked to where they got rather than someone that just, you know, kind of had everything handed to them. Like, Mm -hmm. um, if you, it, it has less weight when, someone's just had everything handed to them yeah Mm -hmm. yeah. uh so i mean if like donald trump like put out an album (laughs) i'm listening yeah i'm listening i'll listen to it but i mean he's someone that's had everything handed to him (laughs) so he doesn't have the life experience that i want to hear from like i I wouldn't be able to take whatever he's talking about i wouldn't be able to take seriously Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) would it suck if it was good 
Like, would you be like, oh, <laughs> yeah. damn it? No, if it was I would good. Actually be, I would actually be pretty excited if it yeah. was good. I would be like, wow, man, like, you you did something good. How many ghostwriters did you have on this? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I definitely doubt it, but, like, if he made it and it was good, <laughs> hell yeah. Trump's in the studio, like, fucking snare sounds like garbage. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking snare. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody's snare not sound like garbage though? Not I the mean, come on. not not when I record a goddamn snare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that true, Sean? Yes, I can make okay. a, I can okay. make a snare drum sound. Yeah, crisp, <laughs> crisp. Let's, let's get into that. Well, what's the nitty gritty? Where what are you boosting? What are you cutting? Um, I usually boost uh, de- depending on how the uh, snare drum is treated, like. Um, I mean, like, I tuck mine in bed every single night, so it's treated pretty well. Yeah, yeah it's treated pretty well. <laughs> no, um, like, for, for a song that we're just now doing, um, like, we, we've had the drums pretty muffled, so I have a, a big fat snare drum and, like, a couple of moon gels on there. So you don't really need to do as much. Um, I usually try to uh, boost, like, the 6K range just for uh, crispiness. Okay, okay. Um, I will cut around like a, a really thin um cue around 1k and like 350 hertz um just to get out any get ring and muddiness yeah um and then i'll probably boost around 200 hertz All to right. kind of get the warmth of it get you that don't tell dina snare sound yeah, yeah. and then <laughs> the real secret uh waves makes um plugins by jjp jack joseph puig and uh, they're really good. Um, just throw the snare one up uh, and kind of mess with it till it sounds good. Um, kind of on that thought process, are you guys like, there's a lot of like guitar guys that are like, oh, my tone is perfect and it has to be dialed in just this way. Are you guys like tone or like gear guys? Um, well, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty particular. Like whenever, whenever we play live, I'm pretty particular about how my guitar sounds. So like like whenever we practice, I'll try to get everything dialed in like the way that I that I like. I'm I, yeah I'm pretty I'm pretty I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of a stickler about just the guitar tone though. He's he's a stickler about tone, but like still plays a pretty inexpensive amp. So yeah, like you can <laughs> yeah. get you can get good sound without yeah yeah expensive yeah. gear. I I've been fortunate enough. Uh, about a year ago, I traded my Blues Junior for an AC30. It's been a year. Hell now? yes. Mm-hmm. Well, around a year. And then I traded my AC30. I now have a 74 Music Man 2x12, which is really amazing for uh, playing with pedals, which I Sweet. try to play with as many as I can. <laughs> yeah, um, that thing's cool. Yeah, it's just a super clean amp. Um, I definitely like it way more than the AC30. Um, it's been one of my dream amps to own. Okay. So. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have, yeah. I'm not like I don't get, I'm not like super super particular to the point where like it has to be this. Yeah, it just kind of has to be in the realm of this sound. Okay, for yeah. me to, for me to like enjoy it. Yeah, and and luckily now like I I know what sound Chris is going for. So like sometimes the settings on his amp will get fucked up, and I'll know how to get it to get where back he likes to where it. I want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you, Sean? You'd... Um, I think. Playing more gigs helps me decide what kind of sound I'm going to mm-hmm. use for yeah. that venue. Like, uh-huh. I guess um, going back to the UCO gig, 
I don't think maybe one other show, but I've never put Moon Jail. On which UCO gig? Which one? The just one like last Thursday. Oh yeah, yeah. The, like Battle yeah. of the Bands one. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I the I, one that we did not win. By the yeah, way. we did. <laughs> we got we got critiqued pretty hard. Yeah, <laughs> who who won? Uh, the, uh, the big nudes. The big news. Yeah. The big nudes. <laughs> Ska. Send Ska big band. nudes. Ska band. I guess, <laughs> I guess they've won nudes. the past like three years too, or something. Like yeah, that. they've they've won a okay, few okay. years in a row. Yeah. So I think it's like the. I quit my job today. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, but I've never really put Moon Gel on my symbols because it kind of defeats the purpose of like loud buying a good symbol yeah yeah symbols but as soon as i stepped into that auditorium like the the symbols were so loud three bands the symbols i was like oh my gosh like i can yeah yeah like this is almost like too much yeah some of those bands didn't have the greatest symbols too true but put you know little ones on to maybe help with it yeah i think overall it sounded pretty good i didn't well and also uh you didn't mic it with an overhead you just Exactly. Uh, yeah. You just used the kick mic that they mm-hmm. had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's also an auditorium, which is different from like a stage. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's, it's, it's built for carrying mm-hmm. sound forward. And it's that's like, oh gosh, there are drums in here. It's so loud. Right. Yeah. That was my. That's, that's what I was saying whenever we were walking in. I was like, I don't think we're gonna have to really do too much fiddling with miking and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> just make sure like we have vocals going through the front. Yeah. yeah. Most of the time, though, I try to keep everything semi around the same pitch i mean yeah all the toms are tuned to the same thing (laughs) yeah i mean if they sit in my car for a while it's kind of hard because if it's hot or cold it'll change the tuning and stuff yeah but i think overall it all has the same sound like sometimes i'll just put moon gel sometimes i'll put little rings around yeah yeah. it kind of depends drummers tune your drums yeah it also depends on like because Sean's really bad about, like, fixing things in a timely manner. Like, <laughs> what? What are you talking about? No, what we're, am I talking yeah. about? I'm talking about, this, gonna... I'm talking about this Tom right oh, here. Yeah, oh we God. won't even this argue Tom about that. And, uh, Facts. Another funny story. He had a, an aluminum snare drum that he was using for... <laughs> okay, this is just stupid. <laughs> yeah, he was, uh, he was <laughs> using an aluminum snare drum. It's right back there. Uh, and he used it for, like, most of our first gigs. And then... He got a a free Amazon gift card from work, and he bought a black snare head. Um, I was like, fuck it. Emphasis on <laughs> snare head. He was like, this will be cool. It's black. And he started playing it, and he was like, man, this doesn't sound good. Like, he used it on his batter side, everything like that. Um, he was like, this doesn't sound good, and it's really denting up quickly. And so he just didn't play that for, like, a year. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I had it on my set, and I didn't even bring it to any single show. Yeah. Like, it was just for fun, and so I mm. played it, and then maybe, like, it was a week or two weeks, and then... It, it was all dented up, and, like... ruined. Yeah, I mean, like... It was, like, ten bucks. I was like, whatever. Yeah, and then when I got my drum kit, I was <laughs> like, okay, I'll use this aluminum snare he's not using. I'll just change the top head, because it doesn't sound good. And I looked at it, and it said snare snare head, rather than batter head. <laughs> like... Oops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, dingus mode. So just make sure you all double check. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that's, well, that's just like a rookie mistake. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. I mean, it, it just, it was it was one of those things that like, had we investigated and been like, why does this snare sound bad? It would have, I mean, you know, saved us right a lot of it. time. <laughs> like, 
none of us caught it. Yeah. <laughs> but that Tom, yeah, that Tom over there, I got with my uh, custom Birch set. And he probably played that Tom for like three shows. <laughs> yeah, like three, three or four shows. And then I was tightening the legs too tight and it peeled off part of the like outside oh, yeah, yeah. and broke the clamp for the leg. And it's been sitting there for probably like two years. Now. So, I, <laughs> so I use it to hold cables now. Yeah, yeah it's a cable. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty handy. But I will get it fixed. Famous words. Yeah. <laughs> Last we heard on that. record. Heard that for the past year. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, I might just get that fixed. And since I have a 14-inch Tom on this, I might just John Bonham it and use this 15-inch Tom <laughs> as like a second floor Tom. Yeah. Uh, Tristan, you, you piggy about that bass tone? Yeah, yeah, but I don't know how to describe how to do it. Yeah, he's... <laughs> he likes it. <laughs> yeah, he, he has a pretty thumpy... Um, like, it's it's very... I like uh, having the lows and the mids. Yeah. Kind of out there, so... He's he's not one to have, like, a particularly bright uh, bass tone. I think what changes the most is not, like, your tone, but rather how you play the bass. Mm-hmm. I switch that, pickups a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I I remember when I was talking to you about like you will only play a four string bass. Yeah, fuck <laughs> five string basses. If, if you Just can't tune lower, if, if you can't play it with four strings, you're cheating. <laughs> <laughs> what what makes that cheating? Because <laughs> you should be able to play it with four strings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and. Like, I think when you tune down, this is my thing with, like, 7 eight and 8-string eight guitars, too. Like, <laughs> when you actually, like, tune your guitar down, it changes the way you play mm. and kind of opens you up to different possibilities. Yeah, but how else will you gent? You'll <laughs> tune your E-string down to A. <laughs> this is how. <laughs> For those of you listening, I'm just pretending to tune, tune. a guitar string down. Right. If, if your string isn't already touching the fretboard, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, last question. Um, actually, let, let's do three questions because I, I, this is a different format of podcast. So I'm, yeah. Uh, what makes you happy, either individually or collectively? Man. Living life. <laughs> I mean, it's a roller coaster that we're living. You you got to realize that you're gonna have some bad in your life. Like you can't let that get you down because mm-hmm. when you have some bad in your life, that makes the good times even better. Put that entire quote on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll wrap around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are like, "What? The sentence doesn't make." Oh, you're spinning now. Now it makes yeah. sense. <laughs> I think what makes me happy is everything that's in my life right now and then setting future goals. Hmm. So yeah, I love the music we're playing. I love these people in the band. I love my girlfriend. I love my job, mostly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, it's like I, I'm, I'm setting goals for future and that makes me excited and that mm-hmm. makes me happy. So mm-hmm. I don't know, honestly. Uh, I think what makes me, I, I like just, knowing that I'm doing something good that is like outside of, or that is like bigger than me. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know, like whenever we play a really good show and like mm-hmm. people come up and tell me like, man, you guys really rock that. Or like, you guys are, are, have gotten so much better. 
And I'm like, that show was bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> or like, yeah. Or like just like getting, you know, getting a good grade on my test or like getting praise from a professor. I, I don't know. Like, like Campbell said, like bad stuff is always going to happen. But mm -hmm. I always try to remind myself of like everything that I'm doing now and like how hard that I work. I'm like, okay, like you got to give yourself a little bit of a break. I don't know. And it helps too whenever you're surrounded by friends that like what you're doing. Like all of our friends love our music. Yeah. They come to as many shows as they can. Yeah. And they're always excited to hear new stuff. And yeah, that's that, that makes me happy too. Mm -hmm. Cause obviously like we're doing this for ourselves, but at the same time, like it'd be cool if people like it, you know? Yeah. And so, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's nice when we get good feedback, I think. And that that's kind of the thing that is different from this band than any other one that I did cuz like my music, my solo stuff, no one gave a shit. Um and then with the Lunar Laugh, like everyone gave a shit, but it was all people I didn't know. And then <laughs> with this, it was like people I was close with and worked with and everything like that. And I'm like, oh, you guys actually give a shit? That's yeah. nuts. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> but no, yeah, uh, life's like Mario Kart. Sometimes you're in eighth. You just got to work hard get yourself to first. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and even if gets, you don't win, just have some fun. Get you that <laughs> blue shell. Exactly, yeah. But so, yeah, sometimes you get that blue shell and you're... Yeah, like sometimes you get... first and you go to eighth, but there's still a pre- so yeah exactly <laughs> like Still got the pre you got the pre life. the pre that is life yeah you yeah. have a whole life to live you can do whatever you want with it <laughs> as long as you have fun with it you'll be okay extended yes. mario kart metaphor yes yeah. <laughs> yes life is a lot like mario kart just get that single thing on a no, t-shirt and then everyone will ask you what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Life is like Mario Kart. Sometimes on, on the on the third lap, you know, you just get bounced back all the way back to 12th. But even on the last lap, you can come all the way back to first. Yeah. Like, sometimes you're first the whole way and you're like, no one's getting past me. And then, <laughs> and then sometimes you're in first and like right at the very end, everyone passes you. Like yeah, bad things happen sometimes. You just have to work through them. Exactly. Or you could just be bitter and be in last place and just like just like hang around for a while and just make the game last longer so that <laughs> like come on just finish the last laps like no no i'm driving in circles <laughs> don't do that don't be that person um tristan what makes you happy uh i like to play on stage yeah and i uh sound like garth i like to play <laughs> i like to play league of legends people still play that holy crap yeah I feel like Tristan gets the most compliments when we're on stage, mainly because of the way he plays and his dance moves. Mm -hmm. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, I don't, not I don't, at all. No, no, no compliments about his bass playing. I've Everything had, else is great. I've had a, <laughs> my my favorite compliment was from my bass teacher when I was still at ACM. He was like, "I don't know how you managed to dance while playing, but also offbeat the entire time." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what advice do you have for people? Don't give up. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. In everything. Like. Yep. Just got to put yourself in a mindset where the only possible outcome is that you're going to succeed. Yeah. And uh, good things will happen. As, considering that you work for it and yeah. you don't falter in your faith in yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I mean, don't be afraid of failure because you're going to have a lot of that. 
Like, that's just life. I'm a big believer in if it didn't happen, then it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, exactly. Like, there... I don't want to necessarily say God, but there there is something, some higher power looking out for you and st- trying to steer you where you need to go. So, um, yeah, don't be afraid to try something if that you think would be cool, um, even if it blows up in your face. Like, at least you can say you tried it. Yeah. And never try to stop getting better. Yeah. Because you always have room to improve. Sweet. We are on this earth for 70, 80, 90-ish years. Or we're only 27. We don't even know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't know when you're going to die. Live every exactly. day like, you know, it's your last. Just be last. happy and love people. Yeah. And that's, that's all I got to say. Last question. Cake or pie? Let's go around. Cake or pie? <laughs> what kind of cake pie and what kind of pie? Is, <laughs> yeah. it, is this just broad general terms? Cake or, or pie? Like, God damn. You can make the question whatever you want it to be. That's my question. The cake is a lie, so I'm going with pie. Pie. (sighs) Pie. Damn. (laughs) Tristan loves the cake. The cake is a lie. I'm going with pie. Okay. Pie guy. Uh, Thank you for that portal reference, and thank you guys for doing this with me. Oh, yes. Thank (laughs) you for having us. Um, Plug that shit. Uh, link in the bio. Uh, <laughs> be sure to like and subscribe. Uh, smash that fucking like button. Yep. <laughs> no, Don't, tell Dina. Don't tell Dina. Don't tell The new album from Don't Tell Dina. Uh, <laughs> do May something. Uh, we made it in this goddamn house that we're recording in. Woo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't tell Dina across Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the same. D E N A is how you spell Dina. D E N A. It's yes. not Dinah. It's We're not, not eating in the Dina. Yeah. It's not <laughs> We're Dana. eating with Dina. And yeah. it's not Dana. Dana. Not, that's Dana. not how that's pronounced. That's We're not how the Dana. English language works. D E N A is Dina. <laughs> if it was D E N N A, that'd be Dana. Yeah. yeah. That's true. And if it was Dana, it would be D A N A. Y N A. Or D A N A. Or D A N A. Like Dana White, who works for UFC. Yeah, exactly. Fuck that guy. Oh, uh, what shows do you have coming up on the horizon? This this is going up next Thursday. Next Thursday, um, what do we got coming? Yeah, out? I was let me say check. check right <laughs> yeah, we have uh, one. We'll check on uh, our website. Don't tell Dina Hey, that's Dina spelled D E N A. We have. Let's see. We are playing at. If my thing will load, okay. I know Arts Festival is coming up. Oklahoma City Arts Festival. I believe that is the twenty third, maybe. Yeah, it's a Tuesday. Yeah, the 23rd is the Arts Festival. The 25th is Norman Music Festival. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. Norman Music Festival. We're, We're playing the Main Street Event Center Sweet. at like 1.30 in the morning. 1 a.m., yeah. Shit's going to be Whoa. wild. We're going um, gonna to give everyone ayahuasca. Holy shit, that's... <laughs> Turn your it's turn ex- your show into a puke fest. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah everyone's I, gonna be vomiting and thinking that they're babies, but they're <laughs> fully grown adults. Yeah. I'm, I'm playing, actually playing uh, the 27th at 4 p.m. It's oh, nice. nice. Oh, you're playing normally as a yeah. bass. Hell yeah. Okay, cool. Why didn't you hire me as a bass player, huh? Because <laughs> I figured you were already playing like three other things. No, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> who'd you hire? Uh, who, who, who's uh, your band for this? Michael one? Blanton. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you know him. He's he like yeah I don't he might have been in like the first class of ACM 
Oh, yeah, yeah. wow. Um, so, who, so who's the whole band? So you got Michael. Uh, Michael Blanton, uh, Adam Marquez. Nice. And uh, Chase Hampton. Will be playing drums. Fuck yeah. Nice. I love Chase. <laughs> I love that kid, even though he's <laughs> definitely older than me. <laughs> um, is that is that the, the, the few upcoming shows? Yeah, I'm, we, I'm uh, checking, uh, we have one, I think, on the 13th. We're playing at Red Brick. Yeah, Red, Red Brick, Brick Bar. Bar. With the a Norman. C- cool band, touring band. Corusco, I think, is what they're called. Yeah, that's the 13th? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and then we got The Root in OKC on May 9th. Twisterfest. <laughs> When's that? Uh, 31st. Of May? Yeah. That's in Chicken Shit? Chicken Shit? And then this summer, Blue Garden, Patriarch, BZDs, most likely. Mm-hmm. A bunch yeah. of days. And we'll probably be touring, too, so... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all that shit. Throw some money into that tour bus fund. Yes. Yeah. We got a GoFundMe. Because <laughs> we're all broke motherfuckers. Yeah. And then uh, keep an eye out for that album. Yes. Uh, EP album thing. We don't know how many songs it's going to be until it's done. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, also, uh, is there a comma and an exclamation point in it? We have For done away now? with I th- we've done away with the punctuation. Well, so okay. we it's there in spirit. It just makes it <laughs> it just makes it hard to look up. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because we don't want people trying to look up "Don't Tell Dina" on Spotify and it doesn't pop up. Right. Right. That was that was one of the Playing things we SEO did when game. we when we started like putting out music. We were like, yeah. Or like when people try to look us up in the yeah. Oklahoma Film and Music, yeah. which we have been named Arts of the Month for them for yeah. April. Hey. Very, very excited. <laughs> we basically wrote the article for them. It was uh, great. I'm, I, you know, I did it myself. <laughs> With a little help from Linda Leitner. We're yeah. very appreciative of them putting yeah. us there, though. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Again, thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank uh, you, Santiago. I'm Santiago Ramones. You guys introduce yourself in some sort of order and say your names. <laughs> um, my name is... Uh, I'll come up with a fake name. Y'all, y'all go. <laughs> I'm Tristan Leitner. Sean Canale. Chris Crumrick. And I'm Jeff Goldblum in the, in the Fly. <laughs> you just reminded me of a question I forgot to ask, but oh, I'm not going to do that. And I'm not doing that now. It's too late do now. It, What's your it, favorite Jeff Goldblum movie? <laughs> favorite... Jeff Goldblum movie? Yeah. Oh, shit. Damn, Life, you just uh, kind of commandeered this uh, interview. <laughs> what was your question? I want to hear the actual interview. It, like, question. is virtuosity necessary to, like, make music? Fuck that's no. Like, yeah, it's a, yeah. yeah. Fuck no, it's not, because I'm not good at the guitar. <laughs> yeah, neither am I. <laughs> End of podcast. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Uh, I'm Santiago Ramones. You can find everything that I do on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. I make music. I have a demo out. It's called Songs with Words. You can download or pay for however many monies you want to throw into that. Um, I have on the day that this is coming out is the night of my graduate composition performance concert thing. That is like the culmination of what I've been working on for my master's degree for like the past two years. So if there's a show of mine that you're like, oh, he's playing Metro Music or uh, Metro, yeah, Metro, Norman, uh, Norman, Norman Music, Music Fest. Fest. Eh, I don't feel like it. Uh, but like this one is the one that you should go to because I've like put in a whole lot of time and effort and lack of sleep into it. Um, go to the damn <laughs> show. What's it called? What's the date? Uh, Machinations, April 11th. 
at 7.30 p.m. at the UCO Jazz Lab. There's going to be some weird shit, some philosophical questions, and some science fiction type shit. It's it's a lot. Fuck yeah. Um, Hell yeah. So, yeah, please come to that. And... But yeah, I'll also be playing Roman Music Fest on the 27th. And then I'll uh, once I graduate, I'll probably start hitting that, uh, putting my face into that grindstone yeah. to try and actually start playing gigs now. Hitting that shit. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, leave reviews, uh, comments, likes, all that nonsense. Let me know what you think. And uh, I always have my podcast with my three things. They shape my life philosophy. Those three things are love never fails. It's going to be okay. I might be wrong. Now in the podcast. <laughs> I'm the captain now. <laughs>